welcome. My name is Matt. I'm here with Andrew. Today we're going to be talking about what's eating Gilbert Grape, Leo's performance that was decades ahead of its time, and Johnny Depp's troubling apathy. So grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces and let's break it down on the Post Credit Podcast. So anyways, um, so today we're going to be talking about What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. This was a book, and that's why I asked you if you were a reader of things, um, because it was a book originally. I, I'm assuming you've never read the book. Yeah. Because it's something no, you and I, I have never I have talked not. about. No. Um, I've never read it either. I, I did very minimal research on the book when coming to talk about this, because um I just had no interest in reading that story as a yeah. book. Um, it doesn't I, seem like it's... I mean, it, I thought it was so well done as a movie, I didn't yeah. feel the need to read it as well. Well, then on top of that, you know, I mean, it's not really that long of a story. I mean, they obviously dragged it out a little bit for the length of the And there's the not really a story. No, It's more not. about the characters in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Characters and situations. Yeah, it was, it was just really... It, it could have seemed... You could have probably cut out a lot of that movie and just had like a short film. You know, one of those short films that that are, you know, 30 minutes long or something like that. I mean, I feel like there's just a lot that you could have cut out that really was just, you know, the 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 random scenes of him working in the grocery store. Just, you know, it pan out to him just slowly yeah. bagging, just saying showing how terrible his life is, you know. But it was like real random stuff, you know, like yeah. showing him that and then uh you know, you'd think they'd figure out a way to lock that darn water tower down so people <laughs> yeah, can't know that i was like they, they, yeah and we're gonna get into that but you know this is one of these things like it's it's not really a it, it doesn't have the, the story doesn't have a drive there's not a lot of story to it It doesn't have no. a drive because gilbert doesn't have drive but before we get into that i want to get into this uh first so today we're gonna have our our first uh segment of uh what's eating um what's eating What's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> We're going to have a first segment of uh, with apologies to Alice and Jenny. Um, so that's right. We are uh, 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 doing our apologies today to John Cusack. Um, last episode, uh, um, Gross Point Blank. I had said he looked like he was in his late 30s and early 40s. Obviously, that's not true. I don't know what I was thinking. I think we we're in the middle of a conversation. And a lot of people need to understand that don't do podcasts and that other podcasters will understand is that when you're in the heat of a, dis- a discussion or, or, or talking or whatever, and even listening, you don't catch everything that you may say or your co-host might say, right? Yeah. You know, it's one of these it's one of these deals where you're in the heat of something or you're thinking about how you want to respond to what the person is saying and you end up missing something or, right. or saying something that you didn't quite mean. Um, you know, John Cusack, I was thinking of his baby face in, in Pretty in Pink, right? Yeah. So I wasn't thinking of, of you know, what a normal, I guess, 20s and 30s. Uh, a person might look yeah. like, but but yeah, he definitely didn't look like he was in his late late thirties, early forties, or anything like that. Right? Um, uh, maybe mid to late twenties. Okay. Do you agree with that? Yeah, at least, at least, yeah, okay. yeah. So, anyways, um, the, our, our segments on this are 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 going to be a lot more um, uh, substance um, with with the things that we retcon on this show. 
Um, but honestly, I got this jingle and got it done, and um, I wanted to use it. <laughs> That's the reason <laughs> I know. that this is the first uh, with that. apologies to Alice and Janie. So I appreciate everybody sticking with us through that. Um, the last time I remember seeing Johnny Depp with this hair color is in uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland when he was a Mad Hatter. He had that weird reddish tint to his hair color because it's almost like a, a peach color or a rusty brown. Yeah. You know, his hair color in this movie, and that's how he was in the Mad Hatter. It was almost like a reddish uh, Yeah, because this was brown. still the, the, the days of him and Winona Ryder time, right? Well, and we're, we're going to get into that. But, yeah, they had just broken up right before this. So this is that time period. So I think I think it was... You know, if you kind of see him, he kind of molds himself over, you know, like who he dates at the time in a way. You know what I mean? Or, or where he's at. So like her life. red hair in uh, in Edward Scissorhands is like his red hair yes. in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. It is the same color. So, you know, who knows? Or maybe something. Well, and, the, and then he was married to a French woman for, for a long time, you know, and that's where he was real eccentric at that point, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think it has to do with, you know, the people he's dating at the time or whatever. And then Amber Heard, he, he just, I think he shaved like the sides of his hair hair and grew it out long so it looked like like Marilyn Manson's hair. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, he definitely is a and lot different. put a bunch of eyeshadow around his eyes so that, I think that's an Amber Heard day. <laughs> yeah, and he looks a lot different than he does now, but I mean, he's, yeah. he's been through some stuff. And this is actually right after uh, Benny and June. Benny and June came out in the same year and that is one movie that I've been wanting to do because it is... A, a favorite of mine when I was younger, and I haven't seen it in a few years, so it it might not age have aged as well. Uh, but what's eating Gilbert Grape did? It's still one of these stories that yes, you can tell that it's in a different time than we're in now. It's in the '90s and everything, but it still speaks today. It's still a strong story because, like we said, there's not much to it. It's a small town, and those still exist with all the the absence of all the. Um, all the uh, uh, um, the things that we the things of comfort we have nowadays with technologies and stuff. Well, and and now that I was thinking about it, and we were talking about this. I actually remembered reading this book in high school. Now right. that I think about it, so you did read this book. I'm pretty sure I did. I just don't remember reading it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like, you don't like, remember I, I reading don't it, re- but you remember that it was right. read by some people. No, no, I, I remember reading it. I just don't remember the book that that well because I mean we're talking, you know. 25 years or so you know right now and and so i, I don't remember i but i, for, I feel like angle. i read i read it when i was younger you know uh, in high school or whatever yeah but, well so so this was this was obviously after he had gotten popular some other things i'll, I'll give you a little quiz question here what was uh, johnny depp's very Kruger, first role nightmare on elm street right did what? he have anything before that uh, maybe no, probably not. Now, he uh, he uh, that on IMDb, the very first credit he has is for a Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, was he in any other Nightmare on Elm Streets that you remember? No, and no, they did a flashback. I think I want to say they did a flashback of him, but other than the flashbacks, I don't remember. It was close. Uh, he did uh, Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare in 1991, the the part six with Roseanne and all that. He was the oh. he was the uh, the reporter guy. If you remember, that's right. Um, it was like kind of a little cameo, and then like he was you doing had Roseanne some, and Tom Arnold. Yeah, was he a reporter or uh, he was some kind of guy on TV that was doing something like a celebrity? Or it could have been like your your this is your brain on drugs type of thing. Yeah, and then like Freddie knocked him out. 
I like think that's in a, what it was. In a comedic, think, cartoonish way, yeah. and they kind of knocked him out and said, "Oh!" And then Freddie came in and did his own thing. But it was like a quick little thing. It was kind of yeah. like a little reference. I don't know how they got Johnny Depp back for that because you know he had already done quite a few things to make him popular enough to where he didn't need to do that. Right. But, but uh, anyways, yeah, so, I mean, this was all after, um, what's eating Gilbert Grape, you know, he had already done, you know, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. He did that Crybaby movie. Um, he had obviously done the um, the 21 Jump Street that And that Crybaby, that, that had, uh, um, what's her name, the talk show lady, right? Uh, was it Ricky Lake? Yeah. No, not, is it Ricky Lake? Yeah, yeah. it was Ricky Lake. In yeah. That. Yeah. Um, it, you know, he'd already done that. He'd done three seasons. Uh, I believe it was three seasons of, uh, of 21 Jump Street. Yep. Um, he did uh, Edward Scissorhands. Um, he had done Benny and June and, uh, you know, a few others. But but those, those are like kind of the main popular ones, right? Yeah. And then he did What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Um, <clears throat> this movie, I've always loved this movie. And like we said, there's no nothing fantastic about it. Yeah. But it's 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 more about the performances. Johnny Depp is a very stoic, calm, and laid back performance, which is basically antithetical to anything he did in or, or most of the things that he did in his career after that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was always these wild, eccentric, colorful characters, and yeah. in this movie, he's very subdued, mm-hmm. very quiet. So it's an off performance for him. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, I would go as far as to say this could be his best oh, performance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even people on the set were saying that, you know, I mean, even people to this day were saying, you know, it was just, there were people on set, main actors, big big time actors that actually thought he was mentally. Right, right. Child, and some people know. that had watched this that didn't know it was Leonardo DiCaprio, like, yeah. man, they, they got this special needs kid. He did a very good job in this movie, thought it was, it was a real type of performance. And, you know, it's really raw. That's what makes it good. Like, he got a lot more talent as he went along and, and was able to kind of buff away the sharp, the, you know, the sharp edges yeah. around his talent and everything. But, um, and, and make it more polished for Hollywood movies, I guess I would say. But, I mean, it was very raw here. And, I, I'm still blown away that he was 17 when he did this, yeah. and just the the raw being able to pull subtle nuances because a lot of what he does is outrageous and 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 loud and bombastic, mm-hmm. but there are so many subtle nuances. The things that he's doing with his mouth, his eyes, his fingers, um, even if he's in a background of a scene, he's well, he, and it's focused on somebody else. He's in, still in the background, in character, doing these little tiny things. The way he looks, and he's not all there when he's looking at somebody he's not completely focused he's drifted off he's not all there in his head and that that the realization of all those being put together for this character at, for somebody being 17 years yeah. old i have never i've seen child stars that have grown up to do great performances i've never seen anything like this at this age with this uh amount of ex, uh inexperience well yeah and but i mean the thing is, is i mean he's been on tv since he was a little little kid i mean right he, he was what in uh mickey mouse club with toby mcguire or something he was friends with toby mcguire i don't know if they were on mickey mouse club. i know like ryan gosling yeah britney spears christine aguilera justin timberlake all those people were in the mickey mouse club i don't know if yeah. they were though jack black you know um was jack black in there too yeah. <laughs> i'm sitting here thinking i'm was. like <laughs> jack black because I know in our next movie we're doing True Romance, he had a small part in yeah, True Romance as an that. usher in the theater, and that but it got, it got cut. cut. Yeah. yeah, so 
That's interesting because because I, I, I knew we were doing that next. I'm like, wait, is this the Jack Black one or is it the next one, the Jack Black one? Because then you said that, and I'm like sitting there nodding, and I'm like, wait, that's not. Yeah, I was waiting. For He's you. not in the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> I was waiting. It feels like, like the scruffy been, Jack Black on like Barney or something like that. Yeah, but I kind of feel like it. Who Selena Gomez been. was on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it just with with his performance, Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, performance Stop on it. this show. <laughs> Please don't do that in the whole episode. <laughs> I'm going to. Um, no, it, it, his performance was just outstanding. I mean, he's the best actor on the whole entire show. Mm. I mean, he definitely steals a movie. This yeah. is his movie. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it's not so much. It's kind of a lazy movie, and I don't know if I can, again I can't remember reading the books, but I just it's kind of a lazy type of movie. It just doesn't really seem like there's a lot of powerful emotion in the movie. I mean, there is because. You know what happens at the end and stuff like that. Right. You know, and you know her going into the police station to to get Arnie out, right. and you know that kind of thing. There's some powerful moments, but it's not like a really moving movie. It just kind of seemed like it was just going through the motions, and then bam, there it is. It's a really good story, but I kind of feel like they didn't really attempt to. I don't know. Put put some umph into it. You know what I mean? Like like. It, well, and that's that goes to the point that I was saying at the beginning is that it's there's not much to the story. No, it's more about the character and the circumstances that the characters find themselves in because there's no quite like clear linear thing. The only thing that I would say was a clear linear thing would be Arnie's birthday party that they're planning for the entire movie. Yeah. Um, and well, also I think I feel like the movie kind of uh, it it kind of portrays certain things. You know. Uh, using Arnie's, you know, climbing up the water tower, you know, like at the beginning, the movie kind of find him. He, he just gets up the, the ladder a little bit, you know, maybe I think there's a water tower on the cover of the book too. Cause yeah. it's like a main centerpiece of the, the yeah. quote unquote and, story. And it goes about halfway up. And then, you know, later on in the movie, in the middle movie, he goes even further up to the stand, you know, that's going around the, the top part. And then at the end of the movie, he's at the very top. Of that thing, right? So and, it's progressively getting higher and higher and, and higher. And I felt like because I hadn't seen this movie in so long that I felt like this movie was like, I was like, yeah, I think he dies. You know, I think he falls off the water tower. And then, you know, because even my wife was asking me about that. You know, does he fall off? You've or, forgotten. Uh, you're like, I know somebody I, dies at I, the I end. I know of somebody this dies in that family, but I can't remember if it was Arnie or not. Well, and I knew, I knew she dies too. But I was just like with him. I was like, yeah, I think he passes. I think he dies. You know, from the water tower. And then we get to the end of the movie, and I'm like, oh, hey, I guess he didn't die. Match in the gas tank. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I mean, that's kind of not, like, not the best thing to have him sing when he's up there, you know? But, I mean, you know, that shows, well, it, here's the thing about what we're talking about with no story. You can have a, you can have a story, a movie, a TV show, a book that has no plot, and it's a terrible movie because there's no... Uh, there's no focus, you know. Yeah. Even if you have okay characters or good characters, um, it doesn't. It maybe it doesn't feel real because everything's outrageous, you yeah. know, or or something like that. This movie, it it doesn't have kind of like a story. It does, but it's more just a bunch of situations. And mm-hmm. the only thing that's set as far as plans of the future or that the story is driving towards is the birthday party. Yeah. But the characters and situations feel so real in this one. Um, that it's that it's okay that you're just experiencing a glimpse a snapshot of you know what ends up being one year in this family's life and not even one year because then it fast forwards you know you're witnessing what's maybe a week or two in this family's life 
So that's what I thought was was interesting about this. My next major thought was in this movie was what are John C. Riley and Crispin Glover doing in this movie? I awesome. completely forgot, or maybe just never even picked up on the fact that these two actors were in this movie, especially Crispin Crispin Glover. Yeah, and I because he's see, very, I remember him from the Stand, the original Stand. Crispin Glover wasn't oh, in the Stand. Uh, no, I'm thinking of uh, who am I thinking of? I mean, I'm him, with him was Back to the Future. Who are you, but, yeah, who are you thinking? Um, what like which character did you thought he played? The, ba- the bad guy, uh, the one that was Randall Flagg. No, um, he was. Oh, uh, oh, the, oh, the one that. that bombed the house. That yeah, 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 yeah. Killed. Um, yeah. Nick Andrews. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But his, he, his name from, in the store was Harold Lautner. That's right. That's right. But, yeah, he's from uh, Back to the Future. I forgot about that. So, But he's got such a, a such an enigmatic and eclectic personality, right? You know, he was banned from the Letterman show from only almost kicking him in the face. He's notorious, Crispin Glover is, in Hollywood for being an eccentric personality that that has a hard time getting along with the powers that be or whatever in, in yeah, Hollywood, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but he even changed likeness laws in Hollywood. Did you know that? Yes, I heard about that. Because uh, he was in the very first Back to the Future movie, right? Yeah. And uh, But he didn't want to be in the other two. Yeah. And But they said, okay, well, we still need the father, so I, I don't know if they were using like a stand-in or uh, deleted clips or whatever. But... They, they they found a way to get his likeness into the movies, and, and Crispin Glover actually sued the studio. Which he should have. Which right, he should have. Which he should have um, for, for using his likeness and without his permission and yeah. everything. And that's the thing. is like, like, look, you know, studios, if you want this, you better lock somebody in for three movies, you know, if you want to continue the story or cut them out of the picture. But that, that then, from then on, changed likeness laws in Hollywood where they weren't allowed to do that kind of stuff yeah. anymore. And it may be the reason why you got people signed on when they first sign on for a movie they actually sign on for multiple so that the studios have an option that if they want to make more then that person well, it's a, a lot of contractually these, obligated to be in that movie a lot of marvel movies are like that you know well yeah i mean i think that's just been their foresight and seeing yeah. that this is going to be a big ever expanding thing mm-hmm. but and john c Riley threw me off too yeah I, I knew that there was a friend of gilbert's and all that kind of stuff but i i couldn't remember it, it was these two yeah and that's like his main friend too you know yeah um, but you know, you had you had some uh, plethora of characters. You know, I, I you had you know because you had Johnny Depp. He he was uh, Gilbert Grape. Then you had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He was Arnie Grape. We had Juliette Lewis as Becky, Mary Steinbergen as uh, Betty Carver, Mary Steenbergen, Steen Steen. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Darlene Kate. Before we have another Mama. apologies. Yeah, right. <laughs> Laura Harrington is Amy Grape, and then Mary Kate uh, Schlelhart as Ellen Grape. Schlelhart. Schlelhart. But with all those people, this is like I said, one of those rare times that Johnny Depp is the straight man yeah. in the movie yeah. and not the color. So yeah. like Orlando Bloom was the straight man in Pirates uh-huh. of the Caribbean, and and Johnny Depp was the color. Yeah. You know, and that's how it's always. That's how a lot of his roles have been. Mm-hmm. You know, especially his more popular roles, is he's usually the color. He's never really like that that laid back guy. Well, that's why Tim Burton brings him in all his films because he is that colorful type, right? Character. And maybe that's more so in the last twenty years he's done that because I mean, you know, Blow he was the main actor and yeah. kind of a straight straight man type mm-hmm. in that and everything, but. You know, it's it's one of these rare movies where where you know he, I think he was still trying to find his footing. He was still a great actor. You know, it was in these yeah. days of him and Christian Slater and um, 
you know, uh, God, who's the guy in Stand By Me? Uh, Jerry O'Connell? <laughs> no, well, I mean, he's in that, but no. <laughs> I meant the River ma- Phoenix? River Phoenix, yeah. yeah. Duh, the Phoenix. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, it's in, ty- in the time of River, Crusley, F- River Phoenix. Wesley Crusher? <laughs> Wesley Crusher. But I mean, this is in time of those brooding... Yeah, leading man, you know Johnny Depp, Christian Slater, Time uh, of the Corys, yeah, River Phoenix, all these people, um, you know, doing things like Heather's or Reality Bites or you know different things like that mm-hmm. coming out. Um, so, so you know, it, it, it's 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 one of those issues, and and he like you said, he had just come off of dating and well, not even dating, he was engaged to Winona Ryder. Really? You know, I think they had dated for five months, and he you know got that tattoo and. Which now says Wino forever instead of Winona forever because yeah, it suits him. You know you got to do what you can. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's he had just come off of that and speaking to that, um, I assume that's probably a reason why he was kind of in a dark place during the filming of this because Johnny Depp has said that he was kind of in a dark place when they were filming this movie, and it just happened to be right at the time that he had broken up, split up with Winona Ryder. Um, and uh, he said because of that, he bullied Leonardo DiCaprio a lot. I know. He did. I, I did read that, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's it's one of these things where, you know, um, he said it, it was a hard time for me for some reason. He says for some reason because yeah. he probably doesn't want to throw that on one on a rider's shoulders or whatever. Um, but he said, I don't know why I tortured him. Um, and, and, you know, talked about how, like, you know, he was, in, he was always talking about these video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he'd say stuff like, you know, no, Leo, I won't give you a drag of my cigarette because your mom's yeah. not around, you know, that type of thing. So, I mean, like, I think he just, I don't know if he actually tortured him or if he just, you know, refused to be that kind of older brother type of actor on set who was kind of like helping him with the ropes that he knew of. But maybe he didn't feel like he had to be like that because DiCaprio, DiCaprio had been acting since he was probably like, I think he was like five or something yeah, like yeah. that for a while you know on growing pains and i think the only thing that he really did before this was like this boy's life which ones which boys <laughs> with robert de niro and that's like i'm still waiting t- on what boy you're talking about leonardo so. DiCaprio, oh, okay. this boy okay. so uh i think i think it was still i think it was still um yeah, that that was really the only thing he had done but i think this movie because of his performance in this is what really made like people in hollywood go oh this guy has got something extra because you're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah, because you know you have your child stars, and a lot of the times child stars will naturally look like they pop and and be very talented because mm-hmm. you're not used to seeing kids being able to act that well. Yeah. So if you have a, a kid that can act, you know, relatively well, you're going to be blown away. But Leonardo DiCaprio had something a little extra, something in his nuance of acting. It's 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 in his body. It's in his eyes. It's not just how he says things and, you know, how he looks and moves around. But I mean, it's it's what's behind his eyes. It's it's the way he inflects certain things. Um, I think that's what really made him pop. And I think, you know, after that is when he started getting some some really cool roles. You know what I mean? I think he did like the basketball diaries after this, you know, eventually Titanic came. Well, and it wasn't to till you know titanic for him to really really blow up like i mean those other movies are great movies and stuff but it wasn't looked as him being a lead man until really i feel like titanic you know like uh, the movies before he wasn't really a lead man in those but you know like maybe the basketball diaries stuff like that but you know in titanic he was a lead man you know the the lead man in the film so you kind of it was really kind of his breakout i feel like you know titanic was 
Yeah. Yeah, Titanic was was definitely his. You know, one of his, I think it was his first movie because he had done TVs and different videos, but you know what his very first movie is? Mm. Uh, Critters 3. Oh, and still to this day, I think we've actually talked about on this on, on the podcast. We said we were talking about somebody else. And we could say we said something like, or I said something like, "This is this person's Critters Three." Just like as much as Leonardo DiCaprio hates this, uh, hates Critters Three, you know. So you know, it's, yeah. that's one of those spots in his life where he, I'm sure he'd wish everybody <laughs> would forget about. <laughs> um, but yeah, he also did the Quick and the Dead after this. Before yeah. before her, uh, you know, I think his. His huge one, obviously, was 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 Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, because I mean that's what made it. Okay, he's a leading man. Let's bring him into Titanic. He's a romantic male lead or whatever. Yeah. let's bring him into into Titanic and everything. Because I mean that was outrageous and it, it probably got panned by critics and everything. But I mean it was a it was a movie that was in the spotlight. It was um, it was edgy. It was new and all that. And that's that's kind of what what made him take off yeah. after that. I think. Yeah. <clears throat> I uh, I don't know. With this movie here, I, I thought, you know, whether or not they annoyed each other, it was kind of like their roles on the movie, you know? I mean, like, Leonardo Di- Di- DiCaprio was annoying. Looked up to Johnny yeah, Depp. Yeah, looked up to him, but also was annoying him, you right. know, things like that in, in the Just movie like and in real life. Arnie so I kind of looked up to him and was annoying him. So I feel like it was kind of like... Normal. You Although I mean? it, it just it just looked more natural. I will say, and we'll get more into this, but I will say I don't think that Arnie really annoyed Gilbert. Um, I would say that Gilbert or Arnie is the one thing that Gilbert feels is is it or takes takes serious in his responsibility. He has a bunch of different responsibilities. Arnie is the one thing that he takes serious because he's serious about it when. You know, when people try to hit Arnie and different things like that, he doesn't like it. You know, he's it's a, otherwise he's affable about everything else. He yeah. doesn't care about anything else. But with Arnie, it's like no, you don't touch him, you don't hit him, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Except for when he hits him, right? And like like I said, we'll get into. But I like the small time charm of this. Like whenever they're getting into argument at a table nowadays, what would happen in a movie or even in real life? People just get up and leave. But yeah. he actually is like, can I? May I be excused? And yeah. he just sat there and like he was stuck in his table. He was not allowed to get up unless he got that excusal. Yeah. And you don't see that anymore. And no. It's one of those things that pops out at you uh, that I felt the need to write down. And then he goes down. onto the ceiling, onto the roof. No, that was Arnie that went on the roof. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, but yeah, it was Gilbert when he was like getting sick no, that's of what I was all saying. these yeah. people. Yeah. Can I, may I be excused? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was you know, uh, a pretty interesting, uh, you know, it, it introduces that small town, I guess you would say charm. We would say charm. Maybe some other people wouldn't like that that level of politeness that level of manners they would think um oh you shouldn't control anybody else everybody has you know individuality and i don't know maybe i'm just talking (laughs) no i I get you i get you i just think you know with hell even one purpose said people one person said do you know what canola oil is (laughs) i mean apparently this is right when canola oil first came out or something (laughs) they were like do you know what canola is or canola oil is you can do anything with it (laughs) No, I, I just don't feel like there was any really like epic lines or, you know, in this film, you know, like, like there wasn't any epicness to it, you know, where it's just, you know, like, he had wow. Mel, the Mel Gibson line. Give me back my son. Oh, yeah. But she's like, I want my son. Give me my son. I think that was probably the most epic. It, it was line of the movie or whatever. It, it was, but it's also you kind of think of it like, OK, you know. 
she's trying to be epic about it, but you know, are are the cops even taking her seriously? I mean, yeah, that that one man looked like he was pretty scared. They were all they all looked pretty scared. I think. Yeah, but it's like what what caused them to have that fear? Probably because they they're just not used to seeing her outside in public. You know. Yeah, that had to be it because I mean, she used to be the like the sweetheart of the town. Yeah. And you know, in real life, she was like that for like five years. Yeah. So getting into Darlene Kate's uh, uh, performance in this, you know, she's uh, she wasn't an actress before this. Yeah. Uh, she was on, I believe, Oprah or Sally Jesse Raphael. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Sally Jesse Raphael. But um, who, as if people don't know, that was like an Ellen or something like that back <laughs> then. One of these or an opera, Oprah, opera, Oprah, like a, a opera, one opera. of these, one of these. Um, uh, talk show host, but uh, this 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 actress, I guess you would say, um, Darlene Cates. Um, she wasn't an actress when she was on there, but she she had just she was like uh, on that show because they were ta- talking about the topic of obesity and, and morbid obesity at, at the point yeah. where uh, it, it's it's unhealthy, it's now killing you, mm-hmm. um, and you're you're eating yourself to death and everything. Um, I think at the highest point, something she was over five hundred pounds, mm-hmm. um, just like we were talking about with uh, Billy Bob. Um, thank you. Just like we were talking about with Billy Bob, you know, like she was, she was, uh, over 500 pounds. Um, she has recently passed away. I yeah. believe it was 2015, 13. I think it was, was it 2013? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, she, uh, she was interesting because, you know, she, they they obviously they needed this character, but nobody in Hollywood, the Hollywood casting pools matched it. Yeah. Because you don't typically have actors and actresses that are professionals in movies. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I just correction. I guess okay. we can do it the next episode. Right? <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, she was she passed away four years ago. Seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Okay. Okay. So, uh, well, yeah. Okay. So you know she she they were talking about uh, the subject of, of of obesity on that talk show host, and that's when. Uh, somebody in the, the the production crew had seen that, and they're like, "Let's see if we can, if this if this if she can read lines, if she can act, yeah, um, because she would be perfect for this role." Um, and so they they talked to her, and I, like as soon as I guess she read a few lines, like they they're like, "Yeah, this is her. This is her. This uh, it, she she has at least the chops we need for this this small but very important role." Yeah. And I say small. She's very much center to the story, the mom, the mama character. But there's all, uh, there's not a lot of scenes with her. The, yeah. But the scenes that are that ha- do have her in it. I mean, there she's obviously the standout. And I don't mean that. I mean that 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 she's a very good actress. Her words have 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 meaning. You know, have uh, yeah. they're, they're dense. Um, and I, I just I thought it was so. Um, moving, and uh, I was blown blown away that that this 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 actor wasn't an actor. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, she uh, that that she was able to pull out of her the yelling at the table when Arnie was losing his mind, mm-hmm. the going to the police station doing what she did, and then the intimate moments that she would be talking with people, especially that last scene she had with Johnny Depp, where she you know she goes, I don't want to be a joke. Yeah, you know, and and you know he had come around at this point, but you know to to be able to act the way she did and to have no experience in it, it, it just blew me away. And she's, you know, she was one of the oldest cast members on the thing. I mean, she's born in forty seven. Wow, you know, so um, 
I mean, even even uh, Mary Ste- Steinberger. Steinbergen. Steen, Steen, yeah, it was not even uh, <laughs> as old as she was. Come on, man, Steinbergen. Whatever. <clears throat> but you know, and and the Amy Grape, the oldest sister. Do you see how old she is? Uh, no. She's in her sixties now. Really, her oldest sister. She's born in fifty eight, nineteen fifty eight. Oh wow. Yeah, like they made her portray her to be like maybe 19, 20, 21, something like that. But I think she was like almost in her 40s at this point. She, she didn't have many uh, credits on, uh, you know, after this. I think she only acted till she until like 1999. Yeah. But the uh, oldest sister is actually a lot. Her name was Wait. Laura Harrington, the one that played Amy. And yeah. if you know, there's another Laura Harrington, I believe. Um, isn't Mulholland Drive? Isn't there an actress named... Uh, Laura Harrington in in that that movie. Wouldn't it be funny if it was her? And you're like, isn't there an actress named? I I don't think so. It was um, it had uh, Naomi uh, Naomi Watts in it. Uh, let me see. Uh, Laura Herring. No, close. I was close. You were. So Laura Herring and Laura Harrington. So there is a difference between the two. If anybody makes a mistake like you're I did. Right. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, and and you know the daughter, the other daughter. What was the other daughter's name? Ellen. Yeah. Was she younger than Arnie? Uh, yes. Well, I think she was younger than Arnie, life, wasn't she? In real life, she is. Well, I think she was. No, in the they show said she was too. fifteen. Yeah, because the, Arnie was just turning eighteen. She was fifteen. Yeah. Okay, I had to make sure because it really creeped me out. I mean, they talk about. I think uh, who's it that narrated it? Was Juliette Lewis? No, she no. wasn't. It was Johnny Depp at the beginning, right? Yeah. They, they, they did yeah. the. The uh, monologue or whatever, yeah. Um, because he did, yeah. Because he was he saying, "My brother, that's my brother Arnie," and he talked about how his older brother got away and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was it's it's uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the 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 the, uh, the younger daughter, Ellen, Ellen Grape. So she was fifteen, but Crispin Glover's character, one of Johnny Depp's friends, was hitting on her. Do you remember that? That's right. That's right. And I was like, this is really good. Not only is it creepy because he was like a mortician in the uh-huh. movie or something like that. Yeah. But like he was so much older and he was like hitting on this little, you know, teenage girl. And I'm like, well, that, that goes with a lot of Crispin Glover's characters. Very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> we figure, let's see, she is probably in, in night. what, the movie came out in 93, right? Uh, no, that was, that's the next one we're doing. Uh, we don't have to spend too much time on it, but I just thought that it's 1978 is when she was born. That's but, right. Uh, it, it's just yeah, it was just really creepy at the time that <laughs> that Crispin Glover's character, but appropriate. Yeah. Uh, not that Crispin Glover is a creep like that in real life. Uh, I I don't know of anything like that, but I mean he plays those characters that are like this is a weirdo creep, you know, like Willard and yeah. you know different things like that. But um, so I think you know the. Basically, uh, I guess we can get the uh, the intro out of the way real quick. This is What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Uh, this this movie came out in 1993. Uh, it was uh, based off a book written by Peter Hedges, um, and then uh, Peter Hedges also did the screenplay for this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's very uh, true to the book. It's true to the uh, the original artist who came up with the story, the author. Mm-hmm. It's true to his vision yeah. because he wrote the screenplay as well. Mm-hmm. So so it's one of those things. I, I I think it's good to get the author of a book if you're if you're translating it to to also do the script as well, so you have a good translation, at least of the spirit, even if you don't have anything in there. Yeah. Um, it was uh, directed by uh, Lassie Halstrom, 
Uh, do you know this guy? Yeah. Do you do you know yeah. anything that he's done? Mm-hmm. He's done like uh, the Cider House Rules, Chocolat. You know, see so these Academy Award winning films. Uh, yeah, I mean, in Chocolat, he had Johnny Depp in that too. Right. And then, but uh, Cider House Rules, man, I haven't seen that movie forever. I love that movie. That's it's been a one while. It's and it's one of those ones of Tobey Maguire's that I really enjoy him yeah. in. Um, Charlie Theron, I believe, is in it yeah. as well. Um, but it's very awkward because like those, those two do not look like they would be a pair whatsoever, no matter which way you look. But at But honestly, it. anybody Charlie Charlie Theron is true with doesn't look because she's like this perfect, you and, know, Amazonian glamorous, yeah. unreal beauty, right? Yeah. And if you've seen her nowadays, even like what Once Upon a Time in the West, Seth MacFarlane's movie from a few years ago, I mean. This, this is another one of these these Hollywood stars that never age. Yeah. You know, just like, you know, uh, Keanu Reeves or or Paul Rudd or something like that. Charlie right. Theron is up there, too. Um, but, yeah, this this director, you know, he did uh, he did What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I'd say that was, like, his first um, his first movie that, blew, that was as big as it was. Um, after that, like I said, he did The Cider House Rules, uh, Chocolat. Um, he did that Hachi movie uh, about the dog that waited at the train station yeah, because yeah. The, the person died or whatever. Uh, a Dog's Purpose, remember, with the voice of, um, oh, God, what's that guy's name? Uh, he was in Pixels. I can't remember. But he played a, a dog, and every time the dog, or you probably never watched it because this is what happens in it, but when the dog dies, uh-huh. it's reincarnated into another you know, dog's about body. It. it actually looked like it was pretty good, but it's still sad. It was yeah. good because he ended up being another dog's body. But being owned by that same kid that used to own him, uh, much later in life, and all that kind of. Anyways, uh, he's done some pretty good, pretty good movies. Movies that I've liked. Uh, nothing, not a lot, but I mean, he's had enough uh, a career where you can look at all, the, you know, his movies and say, "There's a very good director that knows his vision, knows what he wants, and and you know, Academy at least nominated movies, you know." Right. 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 I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But he's no, from Sweden. <clears throat> okay. Sweden. From Sweden. Danke, danke, danke. I can do that because That's, my wife's Sweden. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. I don't think it works that way yeah. either. Um, Ufta is what I have to say to our, our Swedish listeners. Ufta. Ufta. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, this this came out uh, in, as I said, 1993. Um, it stars uh, Johnny Depp as Gilbert Grape, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Arnie Grape. Uh, it also stars Juliette Lewis, uh, Starry, uh, Starry, Mary Steenburgen, uh, Darlene Cates, Laura Harrington, um, uh, Kevin Taj, John C. Riley, and uh, Crispin Glover, among many others. Um, so what would you say is... Um, is Johnny Depp's mindset in this movie? Well, okay, Gilbert's. What do you? What would you say is his his mindset when the movie first opens up? He's kind of just like not really giving up on life, but just to the point where he's just like giving up. This is his life. He knows this is going to be his life till the day somebody else dies, and then you know this is what he's basically got to live for. You know, I mean, he he doesn't really show. You know, the Gilbert great character doesn't really show a lot of emotion because his you know. As far as he's concerned, you know, the only thing in his world is that town and that house with his his mother and his disabled brother and having to juggle, be you know, the man of the house. You know, this is a uh, <clears throat> this is kind of a story about, uh, 
you know, a kid at that age, you know what I mean? A guy at that age or whatever, you know I mean? Practically still a kid almost. So would you, you say know? a good adjective for him would be stuck? Yeah, stuck, stuck or, or uh, just kind of going with the motion type thing, you know? Yeah, right. And I would I would say that a good thing to go with stuck would be apathetic. Yeah. Just just really not caring one way or the right. other what's going on because he's stuck and, he, and it's kind of like he's accepted that he's stuck yeah. and yeah. just is kind of going on with it. Um, you know, I've seen some reviews of, of this movie and, and I've, I've listened to some things here and there, read some things and, and, you know, the, the general consensus seems to be that he's stuck and wants to get out and wants to do more and all that. But I never got that sense from this no. movie. I got the sense that he's stuck and kind of resigned to his, his, his place in life. So he let go a long time ago before this movie opened. He let go of any kind of ambition, any kind of desires to get out, to go do anything. Yeah. And he's just, he's kind of just there. You know, he's hes being responsible because he didn't go off and leave the family like his older brother did when he went to the military or whatever. He's not thinking about himself. He's thinking about his responsibility. He's not even really thinking about the family. But what I got from it was that um, I think... You know, even the book, even the book describes Gilbert as restless and dreaming of leaving. But I never got that sense in the movie. I never got the sense of him dreaming of leaving. He's just kind of like, okay, well, this is where I am and I I have nothing good in my life. And so I'm just (laughs) blah. I have no emotion about it. I have no good emotion. I have no bad emotion. It's just, this is what I am. But, you know, the movie, it, it portrays him as, you know, basically defeated and accepting. You know, the one joy he has is that affair that he's having with the Mary Steenberg character because it's wrong and it's exciting. It's the only excitement he can get in his life and he's not expecting anything else. So that's like the only, like, the the one joy or excitement that he has. But when Now, now, I know you said the the affair issue, right? Do you think that she killed her husband or do you think he really just had a heart attack? I think he had a heart attack. I don't think she had it in him. Like, she really wanted to be with Johnny Depp, but... She didn't strike me as a person that even would do even that. even when he passed away, her husband died, and you know she's saying basically she's leaving the town. You know she still she wanted him to come with her. You know she wanted still to be with him. You know probably, what I mean? and and she was jealous. She was jealous of uh, Juliet Luce's character because mm-hmm. you know he he she could tell that he wanted. Uh, you know, she was appropriate. He for wanted him. a relationship with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Juliet Lewis was appropriate for him. A married. You know, an, um, an older widow. married um, mother of two, it's not a right fit for him. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Right. right. Um, but, you know, I just think of it as, you know, Ju- Juliette Lewis arrives, obviously, and shows him that the affair that he's having is trivial, you know, in terms of being something that's exciting and dangerous because it's only exciting and dangerous at this time. I think she reminds him, not that he needed to be reminded, but it's like, um, uh, a reminder that because that that kind of lights something that was so dormant before in himself where it's like oh yeah i'm stuck here and it would be best in my interest to try to get out of this situation i'm in and try to go live my life yeah um so uh, and, and that doesn't necessarily have to mean leaving that town but finding something that drives me in life something that's for me something that's that i can have joy in um you know, I, I think that's 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 how I've always seen it, at least. Yeah. You know, and you know, he's like I said, but you know, at the at the moment, he's very he's at the when the movie opens up, he's very dormant. You, you get the sense he's responsible because he's sticking behind, he's taking care of his family, right? Yeah, because the mother depends on him. The mother, you know, 
uh, she freaks out when you know he's not around, and and the whole the rest of the family. You know, he's the glue of the family. He really is. You know, and and he's without wanting or trying to be. Yeah, and he's the father figure. You know, he's the the man without wanting or trying yeah, to be. Yeah, but I mean, you know, in that situation, probably happens constantly in the world. You know that that type of situation where you know you're. You're in a small town. You're, you know, the man in your house. You have some brothers and sisters or whatever. And, you know, single mom, you know, yeah. and it's you, you pretty much take on that role, you know, and that's what he he's done in this film. So, yeah. And, you know, it, I think he has something dark in him that obviously from his dad doing, uh, you know, his dad killed himself, hung himself in the basement a few years ago. That's what made the mother start eating uncontrollably and not wanting to go out anymore. She dealt with depression because of that. Um <clears throat> So all these things that happened, he, his mom going the way she did, his dad dying, his brother leaving, his other brother being a constant task, a constant chore for everybody. Um, it, it, I think it creates this darkness in Gilbert that he doesn't even know because he wants to be apathetic. He is apathetic, but he has little glimpses of this darkness that comes out in him whenever he, these kids are trying to look through the window so they can see the, the, the giant overweight mother. Yeah. He actually helps them up so they can see it. And it takes John C. Riley's character, his friend, come up and say, what are you doing, man? That's your mother. Yeah. Have some respect. And he goes, but, you know, he, he doesn't see, he's not ashamed of his mother. No. Um, she's she's caused she's now been a burden to where he can't yeah. do anything in his life, but it's something that he's accepted. And it's not so much he's ashamed of her, but he just doesn't see it as a big deal, you know. And it's maybe the, a little bit of that darkness doing that because I mean it's not just that. It's also at the dinner table he lets Arnie go off and actually kind of encourages Arnie to go off and have these dad's dead, dad's dead, all this kind of stuff. And it stresses his mom out. And you can see Johnny Depp look, or Gilbert looking back between Arnie and his mom, Arnie and his mom, knowing that it's about to set her off. And he kind of has, doesn't really have a smirk, but he kind of has a smirk behind his eyes. Um, I think it's more or less it stresses her out. No, I think a lot more of it, <clears throat> I don't think it's so much the darkness in him. I think he's trying to allow, he, he allows Arnie to act a certain way and talk to his mother or talk, you know, and basically, you know, rub the mother the wrong way. And I think he allows that to happen on purpose, you know, in a way that he's just trying to maybe see if his mom will ever open her eyes about the situations that they're in. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he allows it to happen because he's like looking at it like, look, this is not my kid. This is not my son. This is not my child. This is just my little brother, you know, that that I have to be fully responsible for because my mother cannot do it because she cannot even get herself uh, out of bed, basically. I disagree with that, and I'll tell yeah. you why. Uh, because, like I said, he's very... Uh, I, I, I got the sense he was very apathetic towards it. You know, he didn't have a big change. You know, he talked about it, and he said awful things. Like when he told Juliet, you know, that Lewis, they're looking at the house. He's like, you know, it looks so small from here. Um especially when you imagine the girth that's, I think he said the girth that's inside talking yeah. about his mom. And when she asked like, what is mom about? And he said something like, have you ever seen a beached whale? Yeah. You know, these, these awful things that he says, but it's not like he says, he kind of says it just jokingly off comment and stuff because he doesn't see it as like really an insult. I don't think he holds anything against her, especially with Arnie because He's very defensive of Arnie. So is the mother, but he's very defensive of Arnie too. Like it's the one thing that he's not really affable about to the point where he's Arnie's about to crawl up the water tower again and his sister actually pushes him down to make sure he doesn't crawl up there. I would agree with the what the sister did, the younger sister. Yeah, she hurt him, but 
it's better than him trying to climb up the water tower and falling off and dying and stuff. Yeah, she pushes, but he comes up behind. He's like, no, don't you don't touch him. And he told a couple people, you know, like uh, when it comes to Arnie and stuff, you know, you don't touch Arnie. You don't touch him. He he felt very defensive. But then in his 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 uh, most emotional state that Gilbert gets in, he slaps Arnie around, lets that darkness out that I was talking about that's creeping up. It finally comes out, and he, he goes off on the one person that he's really cares about protecting. That's I, how I've always that's how they're like that's how I see it at least. Yeah, and I I can see where you can you get that from. Like I said, I I think it's just that he he's. He's kind of uh, he's very passive aggressive with with the way he does things and who Arnie or uh, Gilbert Gilbert yeah he's very passive aggressive and I feel like he he's accepting of his situation but he's also upset with her that that he has to take on that role and that you know kind of feels like you know he kind of blames his mother for the way that they're they're at you know the situation they're at you know what I mean for the you know having to because she's overweight she can't take care of Arnie you know which is technically her job up until you know he's of age and, and or whatnot yeah but uh, i just see that as he has a sense of duty to arnie and so by extension he then tolerates the rest of the family and like i said i see that but again i see it the other way you know in my opinion you right know? And, and and i just feel like it's you know he he's 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 very protective but at the same time he's you know he lashes out passive aggressively well you know? listeners it's up to you to decide which one yeah. of us is right please Absolutely. uh write us in yeah at our uh, our email or any of our social medias to uh, let us know who you agree with as far yeah. as um gilbert's motivations and and <laughs> and how he reacts to people and everything so so juliette lewis in this right uh-huh i don't i don't think she was the worst character like in, the show, in the in the whole entire movie i thought She's just kind of like blah. I mean, and the thing is, is I think the reason I say that is because this is like one of the only movies that she's done where she's very normal. You know, like she doesn't have a little little craziness to her. You yeah, because I mean? the last thing I've seen, her, I've seen Juliet born killer. Well, there is that, but I mean, the last thing I've seen Juliet Lewis do. Uh, the most recent thing is no my name is earl oh yeah when she was earl's ex-girlfriend and she was a crazy bounty hunter who did all this training and stuff and she still got her butt kicked by jamie presley jamie presley was so scared during the whole episode and finally they fought and jamie presley just kicked her butt again (laughs) (laughs) so awesome that was a great scene but but you know what i'm saying like i mean look at her natural born killers i mean she is a nutcase and did you know that speaking of our next movie that quentin tarantino when he was thinking about directing it's all true romance Movie. He wanted well. He wanted um, Juliette Lewis to play the yes. Alabama character. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's that's certain. Yeah, and it has connections to Natural Born Killers yeah. as well. But my thing with Juliette Lewis is she's very reactionary. Where she she's just kind of walking around the whole time, where she's reacting to situations and characters. She's looking at what's going on with Arnie and Gilbert. She's looking what's going on with Gilbert and Mary Steenburgen. You know, have his, you noticed she affair. only has one facial yeah. fe- uh, look? Like she only has one look that her face does like it's always a constant like i'm so bad i'm in so much pain right now i'm so much pain. it doesn't matter if she's doing a funny role or whatever there's no emotion in that woman's face maybe maybe i i it, it maybe just want to be one of these things that i think that you know something about her rubs you the wrong way so maybe you see it that way i think you know she was a lot more happy and smiley in this movie than roles that you're used to like in, even in christmas vacation she was just like 
oh, I had this bad attitude, but like nothing really got her down in this movie, right? Right. You know, the, the problems with Gilbert, oh, it's not a big thing. It's just a, you know, no big deal. Take it in Arnie, you know. You know, and like, didn't he do something to, something happened to her bike or something? I can't remember. He did something. She was like, oh, it's just a thing. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, and so it, it becomes one of those things where maybe that's what Gilbert needs. He doesn't need somebody always going, Gilbert, 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 whether it's yeah. the, the, the affair that he's having. She's always calling him, Gilbert, I need this, or what about this? Yeah. You know, it's mother, Gilbert, have you done this? It's sisters, where's Arnie Gilbert? You know, it's one of these things where she's not so reactionary. She's just kind of very like him, just kind of like, just letting things go by and, oh, it'll be I, all right, you know. I'm just not a fan of her in this movie. I think they could have, you know, went in any other direction with the with that female lead. You know, I mean, and it really, you know, to be honest with you, her role wasn't very important in the movie. You know, I mean, it, it was... it was. I disagree. It was a little bit of a wake-up call for, for Johnny Depp's character, for Gilbert. You know, it was, it was a bit of a wake-up call to, you know, let him know that there are other things outside of that town. Okay, I'll give you that. But other than that... I just don't see her as being really, I don't know. She gets mad at him, and then she's totally fine with him one minute and pissed off the next minute and fine again. The times I've watched this, I I would agree with you before. I sat down to analyze this movie for this show, and I saw it a completely different way. So if you're thinking about it, I think if you sit down to um, try to see more or get more out of something. Maybe you see, see things differently. Um, I, I, I saw this as, as, you know, Gilbert and his mom finally patched things up before she died. Yeah. Right. But he had always held this resentment and then he never told her who cares what anybody else thinks. You yeah. know, you're not a joke. You know, we, we don't care about what all those people in the town think, you know, and, and most of them, most of them in the family, you know, they they weren't embarrassed of her. No, they and they never said, "Hey, her. let's exercise. You got to stop being who you are." Yeah. Everybody was like, "This is how you are," you know. Yeah. And it was the mother that decided to make the change yeah. in w- trying to walk up the stairs and and things like that when he had patched things up with Gilbert and yeah. you know whatever it may be, um, you know. But but the way I saw it is that the Juliette Lewis character uh, she changed Gilbert's entire thinking so I think she was very important because she showed him that this place because remember they they had talked about in the movie like she you know where have you been she's like I've been everywhere yeah. like literally and the, the mom of Juliette Lewis is like yeah she's pretty much traveled everywhere in the world mm-hmm. so she had been everywhere and she told Johnny Depp she, or Gilbert she's like this place is like any other She's yeah. like, it's not about the place. You yeah. know, I think she showed him it's not about the place. Yeah, you feel like you're stuck here, but it's about the people and what you care about that makes a difference. It's not about where you go or your status or whatever. She said, this place is like any other. I've been everywhere. This yeah. place, you know, her experience elsewhere combined with her attitude about like, you know, not mattering where you are. That, that's what I think changes Gilbert. You know, it's about the people and your own attitude, not just a place or what you're missing elsewhere. Like when he, you know, he's a stock boy. And I'm sure he wants to go work at that other place, but he works here out of guilt. You know, yeah. his father probably worked there because they had mentioned, you know, that owner of that store is like, yeah, when you say that, it makes me think I'm talking to your father, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So maybe his father was ingrained into the town or whatever. But, you know, she, I think, is the one that makes him realize that, you know, you can't sit there and feel sorry for yourself or just give up on life because of where you are. It's about the experiences you make and your attitude about it. And that's when, after that happens, you know, and and uh, him doing what he did with Arnie and everything, that's when he went back and realized, you know, I love my family. I've always loved my family. And I, I can't be as worried about what I'm missing elsewhere. Yeah. 
because I, I have this. I kind of feel like because you know at the at the end of the movie, you know, yeah, he might you know him and Arnie are getting in with the RV, you know, and they're gonna go trekking but it doesn't really like trekking yeah i mean they don't have a it's a year later you know we see a year later and they don't have a lot of luggage to carry with them so it, it, to me it doesn't seem like they might be going for a long trip maybe just for a short one i think what it was is gilbert <laughs> wanted to leave all the furniture they pulled out of the house because they probably sold the land yeah um and then let his sister have all, let his sisters have all those things because yeah him and Arnie didn't need much. They, they, they could now travel wherever they want because he didn't need to keep Arnie around his mom. Yeah. And he still took on, he didn't say to the sisters, you keep Arnie, I'm moving on. Yeah. He took Arnie with him because, yeah. and so that's what reinforces for me the fact that that the one thing in his life that he feels responsible, he actually feels responsible for and not just something that he was wedged into was Arnie and he takes him with him and now they don't have anything. Well, and Gilbert's the only one that Arnie listens to, you know. To a point, yeah. When push comes to shove. And he has little tricks like the match and the Mm -hmm. gas tank, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. And Leonardo DiCaprio's face during that. and Oh, I can't get over his performance in this this movie. How heartbreaking was it whenever he woke up and he went to the bathroom and you saw that uh, uh, Arnie was still in the bathtub? Oh, that was crazy. It's one of those shocking moments of movies. Yeah, because, I mean... You know, because he fell asleep and he just told him to stay there until, you know, he came back for him, basically. No, right? he said, uh, he said, you know how to do all this. You you wash yourself and then you That's dry right. yourself off and you get dressed. And, of course, he's like, oh, I'm a big boy, you know, a big boy. And he's like, I'm going to do it, Gilbert. And Gilbert's like, obviously, Gilbert knows that Arnie's not capable of understanding, you know, a minute from now. Yeah. Consequences or what he needs to do, <laughs> you know, so he's, he, he can't function like that. Yeah. Gilbert knows that. Yeah. He's dealt with Artie his whole life. But this whole Juliette Lewis character is coming into town. Yeah. It's messing with his head and his way of life. Yeah. It's exhausting. I mean, now, what would you say with this movie? Do you feel like the whole thing entirely was good? Like, meaning, like, do you think the actor's performance was good? Do you think the, the where they transferred it from the book, you know, and, the, and made a screenplay out of it? You know, was that good or just the story in general? Um, or a I, combination of all three? I don't think I would change anything. I think the characters are great. I think the cinematography is fantastic. These sunsets that they've filmed and the way that they filmed the house on fire at night, yeah. it blew me away. It's one of those, like, it's not like a, a cinematic setup thing. That looked like a real roaring fire and it looked raw, that, that shot. Yeah. So the cinematography is great. The casting was amazing uh you could you have replaced johnny depp maybe but he had that star power and you know you had the other people doing the color in that movie like you know like the 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 darling cates and and leonardo i don't think you yeah i don't think you could have replaced leonardo dicaprio nope you know with not not with any child star that i could think of at that time even a young adult late teens i don't know if they could have done uh, you know, t- you know, make no bones about it. Leonardo DiCaprio is an A plus, top tier actor. Well, he just won an Academy Award. What, like two years ago, right? Well, or it was a, a few year years ago, ago yeah. for The Revenant. But yeah. you know, he is one of these A list, top tier stars up there with Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. You know, Pacino, all these these actors that Marlon Brando, the the ones that always go down in history as yeah. the best actors of all time. He's a very method actor. Yeah. In well, a he's lot been of doing ways. it for so long. You know, right. 
But you have a lot of people that have been doing it for a long time, and they may just not catch on to it like he does. But the fact that he has to completely turn his psyche or dive his psyche into this character and yeah. and live it. Well, they he said he spent some time at a at a home for for people like you know kids mentally challenged. I know he watched like videos and did a lot yeah. of research on it. Yeah, and he said that you know a lot of his was a lot more exaggeration than normal. He said that you go to these. These houses and these homes that that hold, you know, the mentally challenged people and, you know, they're not nuts. And, and you know how a lot of movies portray them as just, you know, pulling their hair out kind of situation. They're normal people. They just have a, a few screws loose. You yeah. know what I mean? And 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 so I, I feel like he, he did a, an amazing job and it was over exaggerated, but it fit right into it. Other than that, I feel like the story was better than the movie, if that makes sense. If you know what I'm saying by that, like meaning that in a way, besides Leonardo Di- Di- DiCaprio's uh, acting in this movie, really, I-, I feel like you could have really had anybody and told the same kind of story. It wasn't it didn't drive me. You know what I mean? Like the acting, it didn't blow me away. But but again, besides Leonardo, um, but it just really didn't. It wasn't one of those things where this movie was just phenomenal. I, I would say, hey, the story's phenomenal. But the movie just didn't, it wasn't really something that I was just like, wow, this is outstanding. You know, I don't think the book could even be better than this. You know, I just kind of feel like, I bet the book's probably better than the movie. I think, one. I think it's. We say a think uh, a lot. I've well, you, you, well, I yeah, do it's, it's an opinion show, yeah. right? Right, right. So, okay. So you, uh, the, the way it does this is beautiful, I think, because, um, <clears throat> Yeah, I can understand you say, oh, well, you know, you could have replaced this person, that person. It didn't eat at you and everything. <laughs> it didn't eat at you. Yeah. What's yeah. Eating, eating at you? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, certain people didn't pop. The sisters weren't especially standouts or anything. A lot of, you know, usual conversations and everything. But when they do stand out, it means something to Gilbert. He's the centerpiece of this movie. Gilbert is. Even though Leonardo DiCaprio steals the movie, and he's meant to because he's that outrageous character, yeah. Gilbert's still the, the, the lead and the, the, the main part of this story. So the story is, what is eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. Well, it's Arnie. Yeah. It's his mother. Yeah. It's the town. Mm-hmm. And it's now Juliette Lewis. Yeah. Because and- now it's start, she's starting to throw off his whole thing and, yeah. and causing him to question it. So that's what's eating. And those are the standouts, right? Darlene yeah. Cates is a standout actress. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is a standout actor. Uh, Juliette Lewis has spends a lot of time on her character, and it spends a lot of time on showing us what a small town this is, small town problems, and how it's how it's irritating Gilbert. Yeah. So I think, and everything else is kind of to the wayside. You know, the sisters aren't really standout, but whenever she pushes Arnie and it yeah. starts... Then that matters. Then she matters to Gilbert, you know. Then yeah. she's she she's one of his focuses because he's like, you don't hit him yeah. and everything. And and so I think it's when it when it matters to Gilbert, that's when things shine through mm-hmm. because you're trying to look at this all through the lull and the um, just colorless, lifeless view that Gilbert has of the life, the people, the town, all that kind of stuff. So I think I think it does good in that. But I get what you mean as as far as you you know you have a couple people people that are replaceable. It's a story that could maybe be told any yeah. place or whatever. I'm not saying and here's the thing. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. Was it great? No, I don't think so. You know, and, and this is again my opinion, you know, it was a good movie. It wasn't a great movie. You know, it wasn't out, I mean, it Okay, let, let's let's update. It wasn't Johnny Depp's best role. No, no, and it was probably Leo's. Probably but, his yeah. best role. But the, none of the other actors. It was just like, yeah, you know. But but it, it just 
okay, I'm going to upgrade it from good to great. It was a great movie, but it wasn't outstanding where I was like, holy cow, this is in my top 10. It wasn't, <laughs> you know, for you, it wasn't a top right. tier movie where it's like, this is a movie that you have to see before you die. Right. Great but, experience. Exactly. But the story was amazing. You know, the story was up there the with story or lack of story. Yeah. 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 It just the, the, the tale that it was telling, right. you know, that it was just was really good tale. The and, slice of life that you get to yeah. enjoy for an hour yeah. and a half and or it, not it, enjoy. It's really just a tale about a bunch of people that could do something, but don't. Right. That they get, they get into their comfort zone and don't ever want to leave. That's what it's about. Is that why you think he didn't leave like his brother? Did you, do you think that he had a sense of duty to Arnie? And that's why he didn't leave. Oh, or do absolutely. you think he added a sense of duty to his whole family? And that's no, why to his whole leave. family because that, that's the thing. If it was just him and Arnie, he could probably pull Arnie off. You know, granted the mother he would not want to be thing. away from his mother. Right, right. But if it was just him and him and Arnie, he could pull Arnie off, and you know, him and them and that's what he did. Lives, at the end. And that's what he did. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You know, it would take so much pressure off the rest of the family. So if he was doing it for the rest, for the entire family. Then more so than Arnie, so that's that's why I want to kind of canter my my, my thing that it was mainly because of Arnie because, you know, you take Arnie out of the picture, he's gone, he's out of the town, he's he's moving on, probably finding yeah. something to live. Yeah, you know, but that's you, why I say I think it's his yeah. his duty to Arnie. Yeah, and then by extension, has, feels he has a duty to his family. Right, because Arnie wouldn't be able to be away from his mother, nope. and his mother wouldn't let Gilbert take him away from him. Yeah, especially it, when Gilbert's so like you know um, irresponsible with Arnie sometimes. Well, and then at the same time, Arnie probably would have been dead by by then if if Johnny Depp would have. So left. let's get back to your original question at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Why in the hell did they not put a barbed wire security? Yeah. I know that it's like you shouldn't have to do that for one kid and everything. But if Arnie's getting in there, other kids could get in Absolutely. there, too. And they see him doing it. They're, they're like, oh, he did it. Well, and he gets all this it. attention yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And then, and then they're like... Why they're, are they not making that yeah, place the, more secure? They're like, you know, oh, you have to watch your 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 special um, your special child. You know, you're going to have to watch him. You know, we, we don't want to have to do these barriers and then have the police come out and waste time, you know, watching but him. But they're right. The water I mean, it's, uh, it's on to them. If you can't... If you can't then you need to put Arnie in a place a that can yeah. be that can take care of all his needs. Right, right. But in that little town, they don't have places. Exactly. Like that. You know, so, so, so they're, they're kind of stuck. Kinda, yeah, they're, they're kind of like. And that's why they kind of let it go, yeah. and they're just kind of put up with it. But then they finally get to the point where, like, look, this is too much. They take him to jail, and yeah. yeah. But but it's you know it's the the whole thing with that too is is you know they should have put some kind of barriers. I mean, it doesn't matter there if, should if have been Ar- something Arnie's there by going now. up there or not. You know, they they should have safety. You know, because you go to the back of these uh, like fast food restaurants, they have the you know the the ladder up to the roof or whatever, uh-huh. but it, it's changed up. You know, there's a cage around the ladder, around the the stairs to yep. climb and up, and then there's like a trap door that's padlocked yeah. shut. And you and I guarantee and you, sh- on m- they most could, water they towers, they could have put like a that. little padlock thing on there. Now, can you still climb? Maybe that, but that, I mean, that's another part of this frustration. You know, you would want to say, well, he acts like a toddler. Okay, he's 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 he should be easy to keep track of a toddler yeah. but you think of a toddler and you know you have some people oh my kid was fine okay but generally yeah when you look at toddlers they're nightmares yeah you have your terrible two there's a reason why there's terms like terrible twos terrible threes terrible fours terrible and all eights, that it's terrible Be- yeah, terrible how old are our kids terrible whatever Eight, their nine, ages yeah. are so it's it's one of these no my kids are amazing yeah. i'm sorry i'm gonna take that back my kids really are amazing yeah um but 
you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, imagine having a toddler, but having them be in an 18-year-old body where you can't control them no. sometimes. No. You know, when you try to wrestle them, by force, force them uh-huh. to do something, it's hard. That's a hard thing to do. I mean, Gilbert couldn't even, uh, you know, after he had left Arnie in the bath all night, then Gilbert or, uh, Arnie had developed aquaphobia after that. Yeah. He couldn't get Arnie in the bath, and he ended up having to slap him around a bit, which that has to be, I think that's the best scene, or at least my favorite, because it finally shows Gilbert, uh, you know, antithetical to everything that we've seen him. We've finally seen everything come to a head. Not only that, but Leonardo DiCaprio's performance when he gets hit well, first, whenever he's kind of playing around and then he sees Gilbert serious about getting in there and he's starting to get angry. Yeah. Then he starts like worrying. No, I don't want to Gilbert, you know, and then he gets slapped a couple of like three times and drops to the ground. He doesn't immediately grab his face or start crying like any other normal actor would probably make the choice to do. Yeah. He kind of has like a huh, as he hits the ground, he kind of has a little chuckle, but it kind of looks like like he doesn't know what just happened. And, you know, it because he is the way he is mentally, it takes him a second to figure out how he's supposed to react to yeah. that. And where he's like, he kind of like looks off like, what just happened? And, and Johnny Depp, then he goes into yeah. the crying and, oh, now I'm upset. The fact that Leonardo DiCaprio and probably the director had enough mind to throw in little things like that. That's what blows me away. And that's what blows me away about Leo's performance in this. And then and also, you know, he, he didn't hit him that hard. You know, if he hit him hard, he would have. Well, they were just like smacks, but yeah, they were smacks. He's still a kid. Yeah, if he would have hit him real, real hard, you know, like he probably would have been down. You know, but he may have reacted the same way. But yeah, he definitely would have knocked him out or something like that. But you think that that's that Arnie looks like a tough kid because you know he's always dirty, he's always climbing things, he's always getting hurt and all that. Um, killing crickets. You know, I heard that they... Uh, he really did kill they, they, yeah. they actually got in trouble. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can look, and obviously it's a live cricket, and obviously he really killed that cricket. But he, that, said, but he said it was on accident, like uh, that, that they were supposed to, you know, be there to watch, make sure that cr- nothing happened to that cricket. <laughs> I mean, come on. Now. Everybody's freaking out of air cricket. I don't care. I Like, I'm all about protecting animals, I'm kind guys, of wondering but if, if they're killing a cricket for a movie, I really don't care. I, I wonder if they name them these crickets. I don't know, but yeah. it's like, I get watching out for animals and movies and how they're treated and stuff. I'm sorry, but insects don't apply to that, to yeah. me. Flame me all you want. I don't, I don't believe in protection of insects just for a movie. And birds. Oh, yeah, we won't talk about birds. If anybody doesn't know, I would not do well in Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. Because you know what? That's for the birds. Or, or Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers like, doesn't freak me out. He's like a big bird. He's like more of a bat. Too. He's got bat wings. Yeah, that, that wouldn't freak you out, but though? No, because Batman doesn't freak me out. That has yeah, bats but Batman in it. doesn't have real bat wings. And Birdman didn't freak me out. Yeah, but, but see, for Jeepers Creepers, he's got real bird bat Look, wings. Look, I was attacked by birds. Okay, that's this is my excuse. So, yeah. anyways. Um, so, I enjoy this movie. I would even recommend people go out and, you know, if you're looking for something to watch... Don't go out and buy it on Amazon or whatever. If you're looking for something to watch, I'd, I'd watch it. I'd even rent it. I'd yeah. even suggest that you rent it because it's a, a, if you've never seen it um, and you look at Leonardo DiCaprio, we don't have – maybe we have stars nowadays that are like that because they're, 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 they don't have a real childhood and they're being trained from a, a youngster just to do nothing but acting. 
Um, but and, and that's kind of what happened with Leonardo DiCaprio. But I, I still say you don't see a performance like him at his age, like this, ever. And I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, like it before this movie came yeah. out. And if I'm wrong, please let us know. Please let me know. Uh, uh, let us know if any performances you you know of or you remember, because maybe we're just not remembering. Um, of of somebody at this age, and I believe he was 17 at this age, um, giving a performance that's this convincing, that's this outstanding. Well, he did really good. Catch me if you can. Oh, I love Catch Me If You Can, but I mean, he's I, he's not playing somebody that's really hard yeah. to play with nuances. But I mean, every role he does. Yeah. I mean, I think he should have gotten uh, an Oscar for uh, maybe Catch Me If You Can. I think he should have gotten an Oscar for like Departed. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I mean, that's probably my favorite. Even though I think this one is the best that he's done, my favorite of Leonardo DiCaprio's is The Departed. He is so, well, we'll get into that yeah. maybe at a different episode. But um, to speak on that, um, I just I have a list of some of the awards that that this this movie uh, is is associated with. Um, it it uh, for the Academy Awards in 1994, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. He lost to um, Tommy Lee Jones for The Fugitive. Now, that being said, Tommy Lee Jones absolutely amazing The Fugitive. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially the line, I want every guardhouse, outhouse here, you know, that uh, whole spiel he did. And it has... Abed does it so well. Yeah, yeah. Abed does it really well. And good old Art Mullen from Justified, he was in there as a, like a state trooper or something like that, um, working next to these marshals, which is pretty funny. Um, Harrison Ford was in that movie. And Harrison Ford did an amazing (laughs) job too. But as far as best actor in a supporting role, Tommy Lee Jones did amazing. Yeah. I still think that Leonardo DiCaprio should have won for this award. And I think that the only reason he didn't is because he was newish. Like he had been around for a while, yeah. but this was his first attempt. Yeah. But, yeah. and it took until The Revenant, which was what, uh, 2017 or something yeah. like that? It took that long for them to give Leonardo DiCaprio out of all the Lee roles Jones that in he that did. one, too. In The Revenant? Yeah. No, I mean, it had uh, Tom Hardy, um, some other people, but. Um, I just, I, I, I just, I mean, I, I get blown away when you know it, it took. This movie came out in '93, yeah, and he was doing that amazing of a job in '93, and it was 22 years later he finally got an Oscar because yeah. he got an Oscar in 2015. 20 years later he got an Oscar, and he deserved it. 22 years yeah. prior, or whatever. Anyways. Um, uh, some of the other awards, uh, uh, Darling Cates um, was up for, let's see, uh, let me go through this. Uh, Golden Globes, uh, he w- uh, he got a, a nomination for uh, supporting actor on the Golden Globes as well, Leonardo DiCaprio did. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Darling Cates won the Felix Award uh, for Best Supporting, uh, or was the Felix winner uh, for, the, for Best uh, Supporting Actor for this movie. Um, let's see, uh, award circuit community awards. Um, she was, uh, Darling Cates was a nominee for best actress supporting role. Um, let's see, Leonardo DiCaprio was nominated for ACCA award for supporting role. Um, Chicago film critics association award. He won the award for most promising actor. Um, 
he won a the New Generation Award from the Los Angeles Film Critic Association, uh, National Board of Review. He won the the NBR Award, and um, he was a nominee for uh, National Society of Critics Awards. So, but I mean, you see, like a critics were even giving him an award for best upcoming artist yeah. and everything. So, I mean, they even recognize. Look at the talent behind this person. He's spilling out with potential. Yeah, yeah. Twenty two years later, he wins an Oscar. <laughs> Oh, well, Anyways. you know, hey, he got it, you know. He got it. He deserves a lot more, but I'm glad that he was finally recognized. I, th- I remember for years there, people were talking about, you yeah. know, justice for Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. It's like, you know, give this man an Oscar for God's sakes. For something. <laughs> for anything. Yeah. Take a pick out of any of the last 10, 15 years that he's done. Guaranteed, it's a phenomenal f- yeah. performance. Exactly. Guaranteed. Even in Django Unchained. Yeah. That, that awesome. dude started bleeding during a scene. It was yeah. kept in the thing. It was kept in the scene yeah. because he kept going with it and he used it in the scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, so did you enjoy this movie as much as you used to this time? No, which not fa- really? Which favorite part? Uh, or least favorite part? I guess. Least favorite part is Juliet Lewis, huh? Yeah, basically <laughs> least favorite part. Uh, probably my most favorite is, I mean, pretty much anything Leonardo was in. Yeah. So. I got you. Yeah, I think my favorite scene was that scene in the bathroom when when uh, Gilbert lost his crap and, and went off on Arnie. Yeah. Um, do you think they made the right decision in burning the house down? Oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> I mean, just... Would you have made the same decision? If I went through his life, maybe. And wouldn't want your mom to be... Because you know yeah. what people would have said. I mean, not only that that she's being pulled out with a crane and all this kind of stuff, but knowing that there would have to be autopsies and that people would be making fun of her in the autopsy room just like they did everywhere else people are taking pictures when she's coming out of the police station I would have smashed that camera (laughs) for real honestly I would have ripped it away and smashed it and Mm -hmm. said what is wrong with you people yeah what is wrong with you people Anyways, uh, we we really enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed this movie. Apparently, Drew did not enjoy it as much as uh, maybe he once did. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, he enjoyed our next movie that we're uh, that we're going to be talking about uh, for next time um, a little bit more. Um, but I definitely recommend giving this movie a watch. I believe it's on. Is it uh, Hulu? I think. Is it on Hulu? Yeah. Okay. You might be able to find it, but even if you can just rent it. Watch this movie to see a performance from a non-actor give her best and give an amazing performance. Watch this movie for a young Leonardo DiCaprio who should have won an award at this age and waited 22 years to get his award. You know, watch this movie for a subdued Johnny Depp. Yeah. You know, different things like that. Um, And watch this movie for a great story that you may get something out of life and realize that it's not all about getting away all the time. It's about enjoying what you have in front of you, appreciating what you have in front of you, and opening yourself up to watching for what's coming that could change your life. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, we're uh, at all our social media at the Post Credit Podcast. Uh, our email is the, uh, except for Twitter, we're at the Post Credit. Our email is uh, the Post Credit Podcast at gmail.com. We have a website, it's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com. We're also on YouTube, so check us out there. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. And throw me a bone.